When I first met 26-year-old Madame Kaf, she was living and breathing the revolution. A mutual acquaintance, a political activist, put me in touch with her. Madame and I arranged to meet at an upscale supermarket in the Cairo suburb where Madame lives with her mother. The area is called Mo'atam, a 30-minute drive from downtown Cairo. It's urban but comfortable, with rows of apartment buildings, nice retail shops, restaurants. The apartment Madame and her mom share has the middle-class essentials, wireless internet, shelves of books in Arabic and English, and a nice view from the seventh-floor living room window. If the weather's clear, you can just make out two ancient pyramids in the distance. Madame tells me she first got involved with political activism after January 25, 2011. That's the day the demonstrations started. I was at work doing nothing, just sitting like that on my Blackberry. Following the protests on Twitter, Two days later, Maram and her mother decided they would join in. And we started like buying stuff, we, we bought masks, and we bought. We started reading because um, people from Tunisia were giving us advice. Like, do this, don't do that, bring Pepsi with you, it helps with the tear gas. We packed one backpack and medical supplies and stuff like that. Along with thousands of other middle-class Egyptians on that Friday morning last year, Maram and her mother went to a Cairo mosque. They were ready to risk arrest, injury, or worse. They were ready to speak the unspeakable and publicly call for Hosni Mubarak to step down. As soon as the prayers ended, a man stood up and shouted, The people want to bring down the regime. And the first few times I couldn't shout, I couldn't shout because I was so welled up with tears. <laughs> I couldn't, I wasn't, I wasn't able to talk. For the, and then after that, we were just like walking and police. It was surreal. That first day, Maram says she and her mom marched toward Tahrir Square. All afternoon, demonstrators clashed with riot police. They saw dozens of people with injuries, including someone they knew who was shot in the face and nearly lost an eye. Eventually, the tear gas got to be too much, and they retreated to a friend's house. For the next two weeks, Maram and her mother went back and forth, from home to feed the cat and change their clothes to Tahrir Square to be part of the protests. When she went back to the office at the bank where she works, Madame says most of her co-workers told her they disapproved of what she and the revolutionaries were trying to do. We were three revolutionaries in the whole floor and everyone was just looking at us like we had the black plague or something like Yeah. <laughs> what did they say? Yeah, they were like, oh, you're revolutionaries, you're going to um, corrupt the country, you're going to uh, to bring chaos and stuff like that. Just like Mubarak said? Yeah, yeah. And what would you say to them? When you have a rotten house, you have to demolish it all before you start anew. You have to have chaos to, to have a really good government. But powerful forces in Egypt were pushing back. At the end of the evening of our first meeting, Maram drove me through Tahrir Square, giving me a running commentary. The military had just cleared the area of demonstrators. There were rows of armed soldiers, riot police, and their vehicles putting on a real show of force. I don't know. I, it, it, it feels like someone is violating my home. Violating her home, she says, because during the revolution, Tahrir felt like the safest place in all of Egypt. So that was last summer. Moram was still very much engaged in the revolution. She was going to demonstrations and watching lots of political talk shows on TV. 
but at the same time she seemed to be feeling that the spirit of the revolution was coming under threat and pulling back slightly. Iman Ezzedin, Maram's mother, lectures in drama and criticism at Cairo's Ain Shams University. She's 55 years old, with hair that's light enough in color for some Egyptians to mistake her as a foreigner. She grew up in the well-off Cairo neighborhood of Heliopolis. When the revolution began last January, she was not entirely new to protesting. She had taken part in a campaign at the university to oust regime police from campus. But going into the streets to call for regime change was something very different and much more risky, as Adine knew she could lose her job. But she felt there was no choice. And after those 18 days of protests that brought down Mubarak, Ezzedine says she and her daughter, along with so many Egyptians, achieved something that can never be taken away. I think it's nothing but dignity. And dignity, it's worth it. I think it was either you live in dignity or you don't deserve to live. Yes, because, you know, other things, it's... Nothing you can achieve, you know, in weeks. Uh, For example, um, salaries, uh, you know, better education, better health. Uh, You can't can't have it in six months. It's it's ridiculous to, you know, to speak about something like that. Ezzedine knows she's part of a political minority in Egypt. She's a Muslim, doesn't wear a headscarf. She's not particularly religious. She's a divorced and still single career woman. Ezzedine says her whole lifestyle might be threatened by the Islamists who now dominate Egyptian politics. That lifestyle is unquestionably middle class. But Egypt's middle class also includes deeply conservative Muslims. They played their part in last November's parliamentary elections. Islamist parties won 70% of the seats. Plenty of middle class liberals, Ezzedine says, now feel the revolution was a mistake because the Egyptian military and the Islamists are firmly in control. But Ezzedine says she and like-minded people should not be defeatist. We are, uh, we are less in number, but, uh, but maybe we will depend on the loud voice. It's just like in the parliament. Those liberals who are uh, calling for a civil society and so on, they are the minority, but they have a loud voice. So um, I'm saying that I will use my loud voice. Ah! <laughs> Over time, I stay in touch with Ezzedine and her daughter, Maram Kaf. They go through highs and lows. Seven months after I first met her, Maram talks about Egypt's first free elections, and she says in some ways they were a success. Lots of people participated, and there was little violence. But Maram says the new Egyptian parliament is a bit of a joke. Sadly, sometimes it's more of a comedic show than anything. But then I try to remember that this is the f- our first trial at democracy, our first trial at a real parliament that was, quote-unquote, really elected by the people. I, I think it, it's important for us to stay hopeful and to stay positive and to try to see what good it could happen from all of this chaos. Maram says she's planning to vote in the upcoming presidential election. She's disappointed that the liberal favorite, Mohamed el Baradai has decided not to run, so she's not sure who she'll vote for yet. The truth is, Maram says, the middle class in Egypt has a lot to worry about these days, including a very shaky economy.
I should have been promoted this year and I wasn't promoted. I should have had a raise. I didn't get a raise. And it's easy to just say, oh, it's the revolution. Because, frankly, it is because of the revolution. But you shouldn't just look at this year's bonus or this year's raise. You should look at, if this is done right, our children will have a better life in everything. When she invites me out to dinner and drinks with friends, Maram jokes about needing to get out and have a drink now before the Islamists make alcohol illegal in Egypt. She's kidding about the rise of the Islamists, mostly, but politics hardly comes up at dinner, and that's a big change. Maram rarely goes to demonstrations these days, and she doesn't stay up late watching political talk shows on TV anymore. Madame says she gets frustrated about where Egypt is headed and whether there's a place in it for her. She thinks maybe she'll just drop everything and leave Egypt altogether. She could move to Canada, where her dad lives. But then she doesn't want to give up on the ideals of Tahrir Square. Dignity, freedom, opportunity. So for now, Madame Kaf says she's just trying to keep her expectations realistic. For The World, I'm Matthew Bell, Cairo.